Have you ever wondered what it takes to be a good landlord? That's what we're talking about today. Welcome to the Utah Real Estate Show podcast, the show where two agents and a lender help buyers, sellers, and real estate professionals to understand the ins and outs of real estate. Welcome to the Utah Real Estate Show. In today's episode, we're talking about being a good landlord. There are a lot of things that go into being a good landlord, um, but we're gonna talk a lot about the investing strategy that goes into uh, different types of places that you may choose to rent. Um, and we're also gonna go into different strategies and, and things that you need to be aware of as you are a business owner in the renting profession, in the landlording profession. Mm -hmm. So let's start off with the different types of rental units. You may choose to rent your basement out. You may choose to rent rooms in your house, um, especially if you're near a university. That's a very popular um, activity to be doing, less popular among some groups. Um, but anyway, um, there's also renting the entire house, renting a mother-in-law apartment or an accessory dwelling uh, unit, an ADU. You may have heard that. There's also the commercial side. Well, I guess it's not quite commercial. If you're in a duplex or a triplex, um, even a quad, a fourplex, those are all gonna be non-commercial. We talked about this in a previous video. But then you go up from there, if you're in a fiveplex or up, those are commercial. commercial. Um, and, and we refer to those typically as apartments, not always, but it's almost always apartments that we call those. Okay, so what we're gonna talk, there's so many different things that you could talk about in all of these. This is designed to be an overview. It's not designed to be exhaustive. Um, otherwise, you'd be here all day watching this video. Um, but uh, we're just gonna kinda give some, some highlights. An idea, get your feet wet, get your mind on right. Because whether, yeah, it's a, a bedroom you're renting to somebody or a 26-plex, yeah. the same idea works. And you need to know that this is a business and treat it as such. It protects a lot of relationships. Well, and then one of the first things you start to focus on, so if we're going to go show you a house, you contact us and say, hey, I, I want a rental or I want to move to a place to have a rental, a basement apartment. So any of those ones that Tyler just mentioned, you come to us and say, that's what we want to do. Okay, there's your first step in your business plan because once again, you're a business owner. The next step is how do you how do you want to manage the property? I mean, you do this before you even go find that place because that's going to differ depending on where you're at, whether yeah. it's in state, maybe it's somewhere out of state. Yeah. Um, if it's in your own backyard, a lot of people like to self-manage, especially yeah. here in Utah. But if you're in Missouri... Yeah, some or, other or, state or somewhere you know, else, you, you're gonna you have to hire yeah. somebody. Like you can't go manage that. When somebody calls you and says, "Hey, my toilet's clogged," you can't be on go a do that. Tomorrow, yeah. maybe. We'll maybe see. Yeah, I'll be on a flight, maybe. Well, and then I think it's important to say, uh, money offsets stress. Yes. So, what amount of involvement are you okay with, and what do you want? Mm -hmm. Well, and and that's right where you start going into. I mean, there's a guy that I know that wears uh, a red shirt and a, a scarf that he uh, wanted to. I can't imagine here. Yeah, I, where's I the bus? I don't know, but he he, he wanted shirt. to manage it himself, um, and that was what he decided to go with. That's true. And I know that's. This guy. He started and he didn't end up that way. And that's just his decision to do that. But that's one of the things you need to know because one, we all have either friends that have had stories or your own stories, whether you're in college or renting a room from somebody where you've had a landlord who's a giant prick. Yeah. Okay, just straight up, whether it's rent, whether it's issues at the house, whether it they you feel like you're just a number, wherever. So 
that starts to weigh in. Are you going to be a giant prick as a landlord? Uh, I well, you may not realize it because, like, if you're more concerned about numbers than people, which you may be because things are tight. Mm-hmm. So, so, like, what are things you can do to avoid being a prick? Well, the, one of the big thing is make whether you're that type of person that needs to be felt welcomed or not, the people that are moving there should be. Whether yeah. they want to or not, you should make that extra step. So, like, maybe uh, making sure their bathroom is fully stocked before they move in. On that move-in day, they have toilet paper, soap, a towel. I mean, just- What a thoughtful landlord. You know, something super simple, yeah. but it goes off a little bit. Maybe uh, pizza that night, or a gift card to a restaurant that you can use for you know the next 24 hours or whether That way they have food that they know they can just go eat right away. Or a <laughs> list of grocery stores or banks or stuff nearby, because it might be an out-of-state person who doesn't know the area. Here, here, we're trying to help you guys out. So just small, simple things to let them know that, hey, you're here to you're here to help them out. Yeah, yes. I really like that. You tip the scales into the positive sentiment so they feel favorably towards you. That way, if something goes south, you have a little bit to bargain with right off the get-go in where you're sitting emotionally in their book. Well, and yeah. that, I mean, that what we're talking about sounds like that means that you have to be the self landlord, like you have to manage your own property. And that's not true because if you're having a property and you choose to hire a property manager, you are hiring them. Make sure that they are treating your uh, clients, your tenants, the way that you want them treated. They're the ones that are gonna be in contact with them. So if they aren't going above and beyond to make them feel welcomed, Hmm. dictate it or move on find somebody else you're the business owner once again they are working for you so let's say you're going to self-manage let's talk about some things that you should look for so it's these are some helpful hints so like (laughs) yes yes references are always really good but check who you're calling for references you may be calling valid a latex you have no idea um so when i'm vetting a client I like to ask for not their current landlord, but the one before that and the one before that. Because if they're a horrible, horrible tenant, their current landlord may give them raving reviews. Yeah, because they, they want them out. They want them gone. <laughs> Just get rid of them. It's so true. But I always recommend that you get as personal as you can with the tenants if you're managing so you can get a read on them. Because if they come in and we're sitting this close, you can smell them. You know, like they may be predisposed to. Well, they might be a smoker, or and cats. you may not want that in your business, or you may. Right, you need to know what you're okay with and what, because if you have a smoker in your property, what are associated things? Mm-hmm. Are there's a smell already there, and you don't care? Or are you gonna try and get that smell out? Pets is another yeah. thing. A lot of times, it's yeah. that's hard to regulate, and a lot of landlords don't like it, and so they'll say they can't be there, but then they have a service animal or something like that that brings in. So I think, this is my opinion, it's better just find out what they have, figure out the charge, figure out how long they're gonna be there. And yeah, you can have a pet of this weight range and it's this much extra charge and this weight range, it's this weight range, it's in this much extra charge because this is how much it's gonna to be to replace the carpet yeah. or retexture the walls. Yep, you have like to think of that as once again, a business owner, not just somebody doing them a favor. It's your property, you own it, you have to have that risk like he was saying. So charge for it. I think, but, I think pets are actually a really good example there because it's really hard to separate a person, a tenant from their pet. 
and they may they may tell you, hey, I don't have a pet. Um, it's not a big deal, and pets aren't allowed here. I see that. But during a periodic checkup, you drive by and you see a dog running around in the backyard. That's a really good time to make sure that you have in your contract. Hey, by the way, the pet fee is a hundred dollars a month, and you know you need an additional deposit of three hundred dollars or whatever it is. Because then you just roll up and you go, hey, I see you guys got a pet. You know they've had the pet since the day they moved in. Congratulations them. on yeah. your new dog. Exactly. That's the that's be the nice again. Yeah. You don't have to go after them. Look at the positive side. You just made more money. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so other things uh, have their credit checked. There's sites yeah. that do it just for landlords, mm-hmm. um, and do a background check. Mm-hmm. So look into these people now. When you're when you've pulled your credit check. Like as a lender, there's things that I overlook, like medical collections and stuff like that, at a certain amount. But you're gonna want, you're gonna want to look for a few things. So the credit score, you're gonna want to look at how many um, liabilities they have open, how many lines, and what the balances are on that those lines. Yeah. And then um, how much credit they have extended. Okay. So if they've got low scores, it means those other three probably look bad as well. But it's a summation. But they can have a still a decent score and have a lot of medical collections. Yeah. But you're gonna look at when they happened and how everything looks since then. Mm-hmm. Because you can't necessarily discriminate um, for certain things, but you can say, I see that you have obligations that would inhibit your ability to repay. Yeah, that mm-hmm. that word discrimination, that's an important word. We should talk more about that. Okay. Yeah, there's, yeah, I mean, we have another episode. You guys can check on our, on our uh, fair love housing. Love letters. Yeah, yeah, love letters and fair housing. Um, there's. There's a lot of different rules about this, but basically in the state of Utah, you need to make sure that you are not discriminating against people on any of those protected classes. Well, and, and, and you shouldn't. There's rules. Like if you have under a certain amount of rentals, you can discriminate for different things like that. But it's easiest. What's easiest is to not get into a lawsuit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's race, color, possible. religion, national origin, sex, model, status, age, handicap. Those are your protected classes, right? Yep. But any of those, any any reason for discrimination gets you into trouble. So be careful what you ask. Be open. Let them talk. Yeah. You can ask what their hobbies and interests are. You can ask how often they like to do things. Well, and, and to bring that back up too, of these are things that you may want to do. You don't have to do all these things as a landlord. You cannot do any of them at all. And you want to be run your business that way. You want to look the other way and you get your payment every month for a certain dollar amount. It's how you want to run your business. It's your business. But these are ideas that you should look into because it's, you're the risking. You're the one at risk. It's your property. Yeah. And like, I love how you bring up that it's a business. It doesn't matter who you rent to, even if it's family. I mean, you got a story of those friends you have. <laughs> yeah. We, I have a couple really good ones really quickly. Uh, <laughs> Both of them actually were renting to uh, family. family and they gave them a break, uh, a discount on the rent. Uh, one of them I know was initially in a rough spot and so he tried to help out and give him a discount and never checked on the property. It was like three years. Um, he didn't make any money on the property. He actually lost money because he paid all the utilities, the landlord did out of his own pocket. Um, but he was trying to help out and then with the promise of, oh, we're gonna do better, we're gonna do this, we'll come to find out that that family member had gotten several raises over the period of the few years, several. Wow. Um, never once 
disclosed any of that or told him I could, you know, help out. Finally came and said, hey, we're out, we're gonna move. He says, fine, whatever. Goes over to the place to look at it and it's destroyed. Trash. It is trash. It doesn't look like the carpet's been vacuumed in three years. Oh. There's stuff all over the walls. That's he so has sad. to go through and he can't even clean the carpet. There's rips in it from moving. I, I, luckily there was no pets there, but there's damaged drywall, there's damaged appliances, there's damaged yeah. uh, blinds. All the blinds were ripped. Um, so of course, of, of course, this chivalrous brother. No, we'll just say the brother that moved out or whatever. Yeah, he took care of all those, right? All of those expenses, he paid for all of those. <laughs> His things, security right? deposit covered it. Yeah, security <laughs> yeah. deposit covered everything. Well, and so right there, I, I asked him. I said, "Why are you? Why are you selling?" He's selling the house. I said, "Why are you selling?" He's like, "Well, I hate, I hate being a landlord. This renting sucks. It's stupid. <laughs> I don't want to do this. I just got screwed. I didn't make any money." I said, first of all." It's your fault. Yeah. And he was like, no, it was his. I said, no, you're the business owner. You let that happen. How often did you come visit your brother and check yeah. it out? How, yeah. You See spoke to your living. brother constantly at family events, but you never yeah. inspected on your property, on your business. You didn't have contract that had stated. I mean, it was basically a handshake agreement. He didn't even have a contract. Oh, we should I mean, that, yeah. th there, there's all sorts of stuff, but that's where it comes back to expectations of what, you, what you're getting and what you're receiving. And like Jason said at the beginning, it's that risk versus reward. If, what do you want to do? How do you want to weigh it? I mean, he still made money on the property because of equity. And that's another topic that we can talk about. But hmm. um, as far as cash flowing, he actually lost money every month on cash flow. Yeah. Well, and then it's sometimes people get offended, like I'm your brother. We're friends. Do we have to have a contract? But that written agreement will preserve the friendship, preserve the relationship, yes. make it clear. And so if you're setting up an investment property and you've got a relationship already, say, okay, how do you want it to go down? Let's get this in writing. Let's make it clear. Well, I, real quick, I have, I have another really quick story. So I, I helped another guy buy a house and he was renting out to two of his very best lifelong friends and a brother. Okay. And this is a good story too. It's turned out well. Um, okay. But one of the pieces of advice I gave him, I said, he goes, I, I don't know if I want to do that because I've heard of bad things happen. I don't want to lose two best friends and a family member. I said, great, hire a property manager, hire, make them the bad guy. And yeah. then you go back, hey, sorry, I'm in a contract with my property man. It's nothing I can do. And so he did. Yeah. And that property manager is managing those ones. And there was one instance, uh, it was actually with a pet. The best friend came home with a dog. Came and then, the yeah, dog. and then that best friend came to him and said, dude, my rent went up. And well, the the property manager had did a, a surprise walkthrough when he wasn't there. The other friend said, well, it's not my dog, that's his dog. <laughs> he wasn't even home. So the property manager sent him a new bill. Good. And he, That's he, awesome. he went, it's Good. not, and he goes, oh yeah, well, I guess we did agree to that. It's not your fault. And it worked out great. Yeah. But it was in writing. It was very clear. That is exactly how you preserve a friendship. If it's in writing and there's expectations, that's what a contract does. Yes. It establishes expectations for both parties mm -hmm. or all of the parties, I should mm -hmm. say, because sometimes it's more than two, where everyone knows what their responsibility is. And if it's not in writing, there isn't a responsibility. There's no clear responsibility. Right. And you can bet that if it, if push comes to shove, there's not an expectation, as a landlord, you will pay. 
Right. That's your job. You own the business. Like repairs. Having yep. the contract, how soon you should know about repairs. So, yeah, the dishwasher leaks a little. <coughs> oh, it's been doing that for a year and a half. Well, now you're not replacing a dishwasher. You're replacing the kitchen floor and maybe the cabinets. <laughs> yes. So, things like that. Um, and then also look at, like, do you want to get a home warranty? Mm-hmm. Are you handy? Do you want to be doing the repairs? Do you have industry professionals you know? But make sure you got your list and cover your assets because if you don't, could well, come around to bite you. Once, even if you're able to fix it yourself, it's still your property and you're still making value of it growing in equity. But when you go to sell it, somebody comes in and sees all these not professional repairs that you did, <laughs> that's gonna hurt the value of your home at the very end and could actually cause more issues. It's you're true. running a business and if one of your home repairs that's not done properly actually ends up hurting, <laughs> somebody else the tenant there there, there goes, could be some stuff there so yeah, it goes back yeah so once again you need to protect yourself you know the whole CYA thing you're running a business that's why you charge X amount of dollars for your rent that's why you get security deposits that's why you clear so much money to cover these things that's once again why we talk about this before you even buy your property yep so you have a business plan in place Get a feel we, of what you like and move in that direction. Because you may we not should. want to be a landlord. You may not yeah. even want to deal with the entire thing. Then don't. Yeah. yeah. Property manager. Yeah. No, you're just a business owner. Yeah, there you go. We should probably talk about setting some of those prices because I think I was supposed to do that. How do you I, do, I that? do that? Yet. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. Good, good question. I'm glad you guys asked. <laughs> um, so one of the most common, probably the most common question that we get when we walk into a, a, an investment situation where an investor has asked us to go find a home, the first thing they ask us is, what is the market rental rate? And mm. that is a great question. $3,000. There's, sure, yes. sure. It depends on where you are. Though. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, What's your rental? Just right now, somewhere in the world, it is $3,000. I can guarantee, guarantee that. Um, but there's not like some, I guess there are some magic curtains we can pull away as realtors and, and, and go find information about that. But there's a lot of information available to the public. Mm-hmm. Here in Utah, Rentler, if you've been on KSL, and you've yeah, looked for KSL that. Facebook, you, you are running on Rentler, right? Go to an area, look at, you know, slim down that area and try to find a similar property as possible. If you've got a three bedroom, one bathroom home or a three bedroom, two bathroom home, that's the most common rental. We call them three, two in the business. We're very complicated, right? So if you've got a three, two, go look at other three twos in that area and see what they're renting for. Yes. And mark, build yourself a little spreadsheet. This one is, is renting. There's this many bedrooms. There's this much square footage. It was built in this year. There's a little bit of a premium for newer properties or, or properties that were recently remodeled. And kind of stack it out. Get yourself 10, 15 comps. You know, and look at those. Average them together and go, okay, well, it looks like the market rate here is about $1.05 a square foot. And believe me, when investors come to me and they go, hey, I've investigated the market rent here, and it looks like it's between 99 cents and $1.10 um, per square foot, there's a different conversation on the table. Mm-hmm. They know what they're doing. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, clearly, they know what they're doing and they're ready to go make a decision. Okay, so that's how you do it. It also helps to fill in the gaps on should you be paying for utilities? Should you not be paying for utilities? Should you be charging X amount for pets? Not X amount for pets? How much should your security deposit be? Just record that information. They're publishing that information online. Yeah, Just go find. get it mm-hmm. and compare it. It's not as hard as you might think. 
Um, anyway, that's a good way to kind of set those values. And that, and then you can walk in and go, okay, I'm looking at renting this property for $1,500 a month. I want $1,200 down or as a uh, deposit. Um, we're gonna charge a $250 pet deposit and an extra $100 a month per pet. Yeah. There you go. Done. You know your numbers. Well, and follow up on it. Check on that every year, every few months. Make it's sure you're constantly changing. I mean, it's all supply and demand. Yeah. yeah. You should do that at least once every 12 months because your contract should be renewing if you used a contract. So <laughs> It yeah, should I'm, be renewing I'm, every 12 months. We'll touch on that very briefly just because contracts can be so different and you can contact us for help and we can point you in the right direction. But that when it comes to protecting your asset and stuff like that, if you don't have a proper written contract and you have to go evict somebody, I mean, mm -hmm. we went through this a lot this past year with the whole yeah. COVID stuff. It, certain contracts, they had no basis for eviction. Other contracts I spoke to landlords, no big deal because they had other things written into it right, to right. get that individual out. You couldn't kick them out because they weren't paying the rent. But if they violated other terms of the contract, yeah. like more people living there, if they had a pet. Uh, or a condition of the property or yep. all sorts of different stuff, parking in the wrong spots. Yep. You know? So you could let them go for that reason. Not for the other reason. Right. Mm -hmm. And then and save yourself in the unprofitable investment you had. Yes. Yeah. And so contracts are a big deal. And then because you will have lawyers involved, it can. You could have tenants destroy properties. Um, you can have all sorts of things. Be aware of those things and factor that into a, into a contract. Nice. So what did we learn today? Well, my key takeaway is that you need to do a rental analysis when you first enter the investment property. And then you need to do one every 12 months when you're in that property. Remember that whether you like it or not, you are a business owner if you're renting out a piece of property. And it's important to keep in mind have a good relationship with your tenant. It makes everything easier. They're collecting rents until they move out. Becoming a landlord is awesome. Are you going to use rent for your retirement? You should like this video. Share it with some friends who you want to be rich with. And then subscribe. If you want to get in touch with us, shoot us a text at 801-228-7687. Make sure you mention the show. You can email us at the Utah Real Estate Show at gmail.com. The Utah Real Estate Show is a production of Hive Collective at Presidio Real Estate with support from Security Home Mortgage. Security Home Mortgage NMLS number is 178787. Jason Christiansen NMLS number is 240472, Equal Housing Lender. Not only is this not legal or investment advice, but you should definitely talk to a pro before you make any real estate decision. Every situation is different and should be considered in context. Copyright Jason Christiansen, Eric Wist, and Tyler Kazare. All rights reserved. Have you ever wondered what it takes to be a good landlord? That's, uh, I pointed the wrong time. Out of cheer. Yeah. <laughs> Don't put that in there, Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> we are recorded. They aren't a giant beep. <laughs> put a big sensor plate over your... Yeah, just uh, what I need over my face. Yes. And then, and then I'll just chime in here and there. Oh, That's yeah. a good point, Eric. That's a good point, Jason. <laughs> well done. Well said. Good job. Remember that whether you like it or not... Real estate investing 